Praise the Lord. So we'd like to first of all thank Pastor David and Vicki. They are two of the most honorable pastors and leaders. And they're just amazing. Amen. Come on. 37 years. Wow. Serving the Lord. Coming up here. Year after year, man, I'm telling you, they're just they're just two of the best. And the Lord sent you the best, amen. So uh, we'd like to thank them for the way they have served for many, many years and, and uh, serving the Lord, serving in the body of Christ. And uh, one of my dad's favorite scriptures was in the book of Acts where it says that David, David, served his generation according to the will of God. And so that's the greatest thing that can be said about any of us is that we serve our generation according to the will of God. Boy, that's a pretty good final say about somebody that had their ups and downs, good times, tough times. But the Lord said, David, talking about the psalmist David there, served his generation according to the will of God. Well, let's try it one more time. It's one of my dad's favorite scriptures. My dad pastored the same town for almost 50 years. Uh, and so that's one of his favorite scriptures, and I think that's Acts uh, eleven thirty six. Is that right? Anyway, so it says the psalmist David. How many can see the ups and downs, the challenges in in uh, David's life and uh, every area of his life? But the final word from the Spirit of God was what he served his generation according to the will of God. You don't want to end your life and just say they just serve theirself. whatever they wanted to do. And um, they keep coming, serving when they don't feel like it. Come on, when they're tired. Come on, when some people show up and some people don't show up, they just keep on showing up. Yeah. I learned in psychology class in, uh, in college that um, dealing with a individual, the choices that they make, and uh, they said that reasoning cannot change an emotion, but action will. So they said when you're dealing with yourself, reasoning cannot change an emotion because they said emotions are more powerful than reasoning. But action is more powerful than emotions. In other words, you cannot feel your way into better behavior but you can act your way into better feelings. All right, let's try this one more time. Come on. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Well, you live by that and you're going to be broke the rest of your life. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith and acting on the word. So, so reasoning, so you, sometimes you try to reason with somebody, you know, say, but it can't change an emotion because you're controlled by your feelings, by your emotions how you feel, come on. And so if you let feelings control your life, I mean, read the book of Proverbs, you're just going to end up broke. You're going to be broke all your life. Well, I would never hire somebody, you know, and I even tell our staff, don't you come in here and bring your mess. When you show up here, you're here to work for Jesus. Now, if you want to go home and cry, after you get off work, you go home and cry. While you're here, you better brighten up. Or you can stay home and be broke. 
Are y'all still here? And so, so you don't just show up when you feel like it. Come on, I, this was 37 years, man. They showed up when it was just uh, Mama and uh, Ashley. <laughs> He's back there, Mama and Ashley. Imagine that, you know, in the church. And I preached there in those early days, you know, and just a few people there. And, and I, I was so impressed by their commitment to come to Las Vegas with nothing, no support, and just obey God. I'll guarantee you they didn't always feel like it. I'll guarantee you it sure didn't look like it, but they just kept showing up. Come on, this property, come on, this building, come on, the leaders here in this church have the same spirit that Pastor Dave and Vicki have, and all the singers, all the, uh, the, the employees of the church, of the ministry here. I mean, this is one of the most excellent uh, places. I mean, I show up and the guys out in the parking lot are smiling and happy. Amen. Come on, it might be cold, you know. They're out there smiling to show up and uh, got Charles and, and Deborah, uh, the way they serve. And I got uh, Charles Jr., uh, Jay, where's Jay at? So got Charles Jr., little Jay. Little Jay, blue Jay. All right, so we got, so uh, we, they pick on me, I pick on them, but we have a blast. But we're really all here for the same purpose. Amen, which is the church, the body of Christ, which is the key to the future of our generation and our nation. Amen. Actually, when it says the church, the church actually, the definition for the word ecclesia, which is the word church, means one who has been summoned. Some assembly required one who has been summoned. Are y'all still here? In other words, you don't just choose whether you go to church or not. I don't just choose. If I did, I sure wouldn't be here. I'll be home. I've got a nice house, swimming pool, hallelujah, grandkids. Amen. I'm sure glad to see you, but, you know, if I just went by my feelings, how many are glad that your pastor don't go by their feelings all the time? 37 years, amen. And uh, all the people that serve here, you know, uh, the way that you serve, the, and uh, Pastor Andy, you know, he's always happy, always ready to do a rain dance, you know, and. I had to buy him a new suit a few years ago because he's wearing it. He's wearing that suit that was a what they call it. He looked like he looked like a fire hydrant with a coat on. So uh, I bought him a new suit. But now he looks cool again. I mean, he's up there jumping around, dancing. I think he ought to start his own rap group myself. I'm, I mean, I think he's kind of got it now. So, well, I mean, we'll just let minister come and get inspiration from, from Andy's new rap albums. <laughs> but in leadership, you need to write this down. A leader has to be a self-starter. In other words, you're not ruled by your, your feelings, your emotions. And if you're led by the Holy Spirit, Dad Hagen said, if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, he said, God said, I'll make you rich. Well, you don't want to be led by your feelings. But if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, God said, I'll make you rich. 
Then Dad Hagen would laugh and say, I'm rich. He said, I could totally quit now and make 100000 a year. And that was many years ago. He said, make 100000 a year just off of my investments. Oh, uh -huh. amen. And that's before he quit. So no telling what it would have been by the time he got to the end. But he said, if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, God said, I'll make you rich. He said, I'm not opposed to you being rich. I'm opposed to you being covetous. Covetous just means stingy, just chasing money. Now, if you're going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the money will chase you. If you're going to chase money, it's going to wreck your life. And so I was studying money in the Bible when I went to Bible college. I was just studying money because I wasn't interested in being broke. So I said, no, Lord, I'm not interested in being broke. So I found out the Bible has um, uh, so many scriptures on money or finances, and half of the scriptures are promises, and half are warnings. Let's try that one more time. So I looked at all the scriptures because we haven't examined the whole picture on money. So I found out half the scriptures on promises of God blessing you coming in, going out, and make you the head, not the tail. The windows of heaven fill your bank account, your checking account, your savings account. I believe God can do that. Your barns filled with plenty. So half of the scriptures were what? Promises. In other words, God said, I'm the one that gives you power to get wealth, to establish my covenant. So I thought, well, if I find out about this covenant, the wealth, the money will come. Praise the Lord. And then half of the scriptures were what? Warnings. So I said, well, Lord, how come you got half promises, half warnings? In the Bible school I went to, that's really uh, almost all they talked about was the warnings. And so people stayed broke because all they heard was the warning. Well, then I came over among the Word of Faith with Dad Hagen, and uh, man, I found out there's a whole lot of promises about God's blessing, provision, more than enough. I thought, well, I like those promises. So I asked the Lord, I said, why you got 50% warnings and 50% promises? And he said, because I want to bless you so much, it is dangerous. That when you start seeing a little bit of the blessing of the Lord and you start chasing money, it'll wreck you. But if you'll keep following Jesus and put him first and put his word first and be filled with the Holy Ghost, money will come chasing you down. Praise the Lord. Come on, money is chasing you down. In other words, the blessing of the Lord chasing you down. Amen. Come on, the money will come. Praise the Lord. Come on, the houses, the land, the property. Are y'all still here? Yeah. And when I first started, I said, I'm going to follow the Lord, put him first, and the day will come. Any kind of car, any kind of truck, then the Lord threw in any kind of jet. How many of the Lord thinks bigger than you? Don't get mad. I didn't get your stuff. Amen. There's plenty of stuff to go around. And so uh, whatever kind of car, whatever kind of jet, whatever kind of truck, whatever kind, amen. I said, well, the Lord said, uh, you want one of them? I said, yeah, I should like to have one. Boom. He said, go get it. I got it. 
Y'all still here? But I didn't just show up at church when I felt like it. All right, let's try this side over. I said, I didn't just show up when I felt like it. I didn't just give when I felt like it. I didn't just tithe when I felt like it. Come on. And so the just shall live by faith. So let's go back to our fundamental statement here is what? Reasoning will not change an emotion. Nobody's saying that you don't have different kinds of emotions and mood swings and, you know, and you can change some of them with a chocolate shake. (laughs) Change some of them with an energy drink. Come on. You got all kinds of mood swings and emotions. I mean, you could have three different, three different kinds of emotions from the morning to the afternoon to the evening. But the just shall live by faith. What does that mean? Reasoning, you can't change an emotion because if you're struggling with, well, I think people like me, people don't like me, you know. I think, you know, I'm going to be all right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be all right, you know. And, you, you know, you're dealing with all that instead of just taking the Word of God, acting on the Word. Let's go over this one more time. Well, number one is what? Reasoning will not change an emotion because emotions are more powerful than reasoning. But action will change an emotion. In other words, you cannot feel your way into acting better, but you can act your way into better feelings. All right, let's try that one more time. Some people say, well, if I felt better, I'd act better. God said it's just the opposite. If you'd act better, you'd feel better. And so even when it came to walking in love, Dad Hagen said, walking in love, he said, well, I don't feel like I love them too much. <laughs> well, no, the love of God's a spiritual thing. So he just simply act like you would if you did love, because you do. And the moment you act, it changes your emotions. Y'all still here? Now, so since faith is an act, well, when the Lord says something like uh, rejoice, And, and God will call, tell you to rejoice at the most unusual times. I mean, times when you're having a very difficult time. And he'll say, you need to rejoice. <laughs> what are you doing? That joy, that rejoicing is simply an act. What are you doing when you're rejoicing? You're acting like the Bible is true. You're acting like Jesus is Lord. You're acting like you're blessed. You're acting like you're redeemed by the blood. Come on, you're acting like your name is written down in heaven. And the moment you start acting, it'll change your feelings. Let's try that. Come on, there has to be a higher level of knowledge than just what comes through your sense knowledge. See and feel and taste and touch and smell. In other words, that, that revelation knowledge is really a higher level of information that you choose to act on revelation knowledge instead of acting on your sense knowledge. Praise the Lord. So when he says to rejoice, now why do I have to rejoice? I don't feel like rejoicing. I don't want to rejoice, and I don't like it when people rejoice too much anyhow. (laughs) Well, one of the things the Lord said to me, rejoicing is a demonstration of your faith. And so he said, that celebration is a demonstration of your expectation. In other words, when you have an expectation from God and the promises of God, your joy or your celebration is a demonstration 
I'm expecting something good. And the power of that expectation will literally produce that thing in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this uh, joy, he says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that joy or that demonstration or that rejoicing in the Lord, no matter how you feel. What are you doing? You're acting on a higher level of information. In other words, I'm not living on sense knowledge. What I can see, feel, taste, touch, or smell. I'm living on this other kind of information. And if the devil can control your information, he can control your life. How do you think communism works in China? They must control the information. Because you cannot control the people if you don't control the information. But when you get revelation, a higher kind of information, the devil cannot control you anymore. He cannot just push a little button and make you act this way or act that way or don't come to church or you're mad at somebody or you don't feel like somebody. No, the, the simplest thing you can do to act like the Bible is true, to act on that word, the moment you start acting on it, it will change your emotions. Let's try that one more time. Come on. In other words, faith is an act. Amen. So how would you act if you believe the Bible is true? How would you act? Come on. I don't feel like that. I just don't feel like it. Come on. Look at somebody and say, if you're controlled by your feelings, you're going to live broke. Who wants to hire you? Nobody wants you. Come on, you moody thing. Come and move. You say, I can't help myself. Well, the Bible can help you, I'll tell you that. You get the Word of God out, start looking in the Word, and start acting on revelation knowledge, and it'll change your mood. It'll change your feeling. Oh, come on now, because your faith is in God. Your faith is in the Word of God. Amen. And I know it's not easy. Ah, I said, I know it's not easy, but it's a lot easier than staying depressed and broke. Let's try that. I said, it don't feel easy. Come on. I had to make the hard choice. Yeah, well, let me tell you what's a harder choice. Homeless. That's a hard choice. Staying broke, that's a hard choice. Not having no friends because you ugly, that's a, that's a hard choice. I'm not talking about you ugly physically. I'm just talking about you ugly attitude. Can't you celebrate somebody else instead of thinking about yourself all the time? So I'm wondering what they're thinking about me. Well, they ain't thinking about you, I can tell you that. So it sets you free from selfishness. Let's try it again, boys. This is a good little talk. Isn't it a good little talk? We're sweeping out from underneath the rug now. Come on, set you free from selfishness. Come on, selfishness will wreck your marriage. Selfishness will wreck you financially. Come on, what I feel and what I want to do and why I'm not. I. 
Now, when you act in the love of God and the love of Christ and you act because of the blood of Jesus has redeemed you and you act on the Word of God, you're just acting on a higher kind of knowledge, which is the real thing, baby. It's revelation knowledge. Somebody said, well, I'm going to be free from depression when I feel better. Uh, I'll see you at retirement. So I'm just telling you, you ain't going to be free from depression because you feel better. You will be free because you act better. Oh, come on. I said, you start acting like the Bible's true. You're acting like you know who you are in Christ. You're acting like the blood of Jesus that has cleansed you. But you're also acting like God's plan for your life is better than your plan for your life. So here's one of the great leadership lessons. <laughs> from uh, got this from uh, Peter Daniels, who's an Australian billionaire. You know, I just don't listen to broke people much. <laughs> I listen to people that have done something, that got something. So Australian billionaire, and he said this. He said. I got a little sign on my desk in my office, and he said, it says, this little sign says, you got 10 seconds to get enthusiastic or get out of my office. So I thought, huh, billionaire has signed 10 seconds for you to get enthusiastic or get out of my office. That's just a regular billionaire. So imagine what God's worth I thought, well, I want to imagine God's got a sign in his office. And you come in and God says, you got 10 seconds to act like I'm God. And your feelings are not God. Come on. And your circumstances are not God. Act like God is God. He's the almighty God. You got 10 seconds to act like your faith in the word of God is working. You got 10 seconds to act like God's faithfulness is working in your life. You got 10 seconds to act that way. Come on, to get enthusiastic. You got 10 seconds. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I don't want to get enthusiastic. Well, there's something that will get you enthusiastic. It might be guns. It might be cars. There's something. It might be the NFL. But when you're following Jesus, it is God. Come on now. It's the word of God. It gets me enthusiastic. Somebody said, well, I'm, not, I'm just cool, man. Well, that sounds like that's the group Jesus said I'm going to spit out of my mouth. He said, you be hot, you can be cold, but cool. So he said, you get hot, enthusiastic. So that's kind of a demonstration of the joy of the Lord, isn't it? So now in Deuteronomy, it says this, you know, the great blessings in Deuteronomy. And towards the end, God said it like this. He said, because you did not serve the Lord with gladness. Let's try that one more time. God said, because you did not serve the Lord with gladness. So he didn't say that they didn't show up every now and then. He just said they didn't serve him with gladness. He said, because you didn't serve the Lord with gladness, all these curses have come on you. Hmm. People show up church. I'm here, ain't I? If you wonder why you ain't blessed, it's that right there. But when you show up and say, Lord, my breath 
my life, my past, my future, your mercy, your grace, and I'm going to serve you with gladness. I'm going to praise with gladness. I'm going to hear the word. I'm going to rejoice over your word like somebody just gave me a million dollars. God said, because you serve the Lord with gladness, he said, you'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out, the head and not the tail. In other words, God, God will arrange your blessing. Go ahead and laugh for a few minutes. Ah. So he said, I didn't just show up, but I'm dealing. Come on, the most difficult person you have to deal with is yourself. The problem with that is you can move, but you got to take your ugly self with you. And you say, well, things would be different if I was. No, things would be different if you'd think different. Lay hands on your head and say, I, I believe it's me, Lord. And he, if you think different, talk different, act on the word. Come on, all you got to do is just read the Bible and just act on the word. Amen. It'll change your whole life. Amen. 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 So he says, when you serve the Lord, he said, I want you to serve the Lord with what? Whew, how many of you ever have to talk to yourself? Come on, say, so if you could find the person that's giving you the most trouble and kick them repeatedly in the seat of the pants, you would not be able to walk for a week. All right, let's try this out over here. I said, if you could find the person, because usually we want to blame our situation, come on, on somebody else. <laughs> no, if you could find the person that's giving you the most trouble and do what? Kick them repeatedly in the seat of the pants. You would not be able to walk for a week. We have located the problem. In other words, it's your choice. And your choices are representation of the voices you are listening to. Boy, let's y'all lay. Y'all better pray right now. Come on. Because this is the last night. And you say, well, I ain't coming back tomorrow night. Well, I won't be here anyway. So I don't care. I said, your choices are just a demonstration of the voices you've been listening to. So how in the world are you going to change your choices? Change the voices, man. Come on, start hearing the voice of the Lord. Start hearing the word of God. And you make better choices. Praise the Lord. All right, lay hands on your head say, Thank you, Lord, for Mark Hankins coming and telling me that tonight. <laughs> Woo! Come on, God's given you a choice. There's no devil that can stop your choice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you want to make better choices, you've got to start listening to some better voices. So I ain't listening to broke people. I listen to the voice of somebody that's been following the Lord. I mean, D Dad Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, I listen to him every day. You say, why? That's the voice of faith. So if I'm going to walk by faith, I'm going to have to hear faith voices. Amen. Uh, Pastor George and Terry, they may be watching. I don't know if they're watching. I'm from Eagle Mountain and George, CEO of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And so a couple of years ago, they went through some really, really difficult times, very difficult. 
So we were just preaching there at their church, and so they got up and actually uh, got up and said, when we were going through this most difficult time in our lives, individually in ministry, every area, she said, the Lord spoke to us, and um, we listened to Mark Hankins every day, several hours a day. We turned off all other speakers that we used to listen to, and we listened to him teaching and preaching for three hours a day, sometimes all day long, to bring us out of depression. And so he said, that little app you have, come on, we got Mark Hankins Ministries app here. So that little app, she said, we downloaded that app. There's 137 series. You push one button, and it changes the voices you're listening to. Don't act like it ain't available for you. You got one button, baby. Hit that button. And it could be Fox News and you're depressed again. Come on. It could be CNN and you're depressed again. But when you push somebody preaching the word of faith to you and the power of the blood and you hear that voice every day, come on now, that word gets on the inside of you, man. Woo! I'm hearing what the Holy Ghost is saying now. And you know how much it'll cost you? Not one thing. You download it free. And people will pay thousands of dollars to go to some seminar or somebody tell you how to flip a house. I ain't talking about flipping no house and changing out the sink in the bathroom. I'm talking about flipping your head. That's why we're like, God's going to flip your life. Praise the Lord. Nothing wrong with flipping houses. Praise the Lord. The Lord will bless you when you do that. Praise the Lord. He'll give you wisdom. Amen. But you just got one button away from voices full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. They said it literally saved our lives. What was it? Just a voice of faith. They said it saved our lives. Saved our lives. Woo! I believe the word of God. When you mix faith with it, that voice of victory, voice of faith, and you hear that, whoo, save your life. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Now, so he says, serve the Lord with gladness. So you're making a choice, not I feel glad today. You're just making a choice. The Lord said, serve him with gladness. So, you know. My daddy always said, you can get glad in the same britches you got mad in. You know what that means? If you got four or five kids in your family, there's one of them mad all the time or upset. You know what I mean? And if there's not, usually one of us to stir up one of the other ones until, you know. So even after you got corrected, some people can't receive correction. The Bible says if you can't receive correction, you are a fool. So you better receive correction from somebody that loves you because the correction that comes from somebody that don't love you is going to be pretty bad. Well, I knew my daddy loved me, but I didn't always feel like it. Because <laughs> I, I made some bad choices. 
So my daddy said, I'm going to help you hear some better voices. <laughs> I always tell about Aaron when Aaron was about five, four or five years old. And um, we were traveling, had our Airstream trailer. We, we stopped at a grocery store, you know, and, and we went in the store. Aaron was just a little kid. but He must have been four or five. And so he had little shorts, cute little tennis shoes. He's just the cutest little guy, you know. And, and so we went in that store, and Trenton was shopping, and I was kind of supposed to be watching Aaron. So, you know, I was kind of shopping, kind of watching Aaron. <laughs> and I looked over, and uh, Aaron was standing like this. I said, Aaron, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I said, did you mess your britches? Because if you did, Mama's going to have to come and take care of that department. <laughs> I don't do mess britches. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It is true. I only did one diaper change with Aaron. One. Because Trent was at a women's meeting praying, prophesying, and Aaron just made a terrible, terrible situation in his <laughs> diaper. I said, Lord, I'm going to throw up. And that orange mustard-looking stuff coming out of there, you're like, my Lord, how could a boy so cute have that much stuff coming out of him? And the smell, I mean, it's just like, ha! Oh. So I held him out like this. I took him to the bathtub, you know, had a little shower, turned on the shower, you know, got the... Water temperature right, you know. <laughs> and Aaron, he's like, so I said, Aaron, look. And I got the water. And he got that diaper. That's when you had like uh, cloth, cloth diapers. Hey, man, you got some poop in several different places. I mean, you once they poop in their pants, I mean, you got to wash that stuff, you know. And it's hard for the women to do that stuff. I know I ain't doing it, so. I mean, I'll hire somebody, but I ain't doing it. I can't. I'll, I'll throw up. So I, I, I got him in the shower and got wet, you know, and the, his little diaper finally fell down in there, you know, and I'm like, Lord have mercy. What's it say on there? <laughs> Limited to five pounds. <laughs> like, I think he got all five pounds in there. Put him out under the shower. <laughs> Lapper fell off, Lord. Trina came home. She said, well, how was it? I said, it was terrible, I'm telling you. God bless all the wives and the mothers, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> That's why everybody on TV, they goes, hi, Mom. Nobody says, hi, Dad. They just say, hi, Mom. The reason I honor my mom and I bought her cars and everything, I said, you know, uh, <laughs> man, I, if she wipe your behind, you know, for like three years, that is not a pretty job, I can tell you that. That's your mom. So you better show up when she needs help. I say, yeah, mom, whatever you want. So I'm not sure how we get on that, but anyway, so Aaron, Aaron was standing over here and he looked like he pooped his pants, you know, and he's standing there. I said, Aaron, 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I said, Aaron, did you poop your pants? No. Thank God. And I saw Aaron was standing right next to a candy bin. And I said, Aaron, did you get some of that candy? Where is it? It was in his pocket. Get that out of your pocket. That's not your candy. You got to pay for that. You can, we don't steal stuff. You put that candy back in that bin. I said, now let's go out to the trailer. Because I'm going to start training you young. You don't steal. You don't take stuff that don't belong to you. So we got out there. I said, why did you take that candy? He said, the devil told me. <laughs> you know, he learned something from church, didn't he? He said, the devil told me. what he said. This little kid, the devil told me. <laughs> I said, well, bend your little behind over that bed right there. Got this belt. I said, now I'm going to give you three whops on your behind. If you be still, it'll only be three. If you start jumping around, it's going to be six. So you can be still for three or you can run around for six. He's holding on to the side. <laughs> Whop! I said, now let's pray. So we get down. And I say, Lord, forgive me for stealing other people's property. The Lord, forgive me. Now tell the Lord, you ain't going to do it no more. All right. Now God loves you and I love you. And now you receive correction. All right, let's go back in the store. So we went back in the store. We were walking right by the candy bee. Again, Aaron looked at me and said, Daddy. He said, the devil didn't say nothing this time. <laughs> Come on, some of y'all get your butt whooped a few times and you say the devil ain't saying nothing no more about that. <laughs> How many ever listen to the devil? You're like, oh. Put you in a hell of a mess, I'm telling you. You listen to the devil. But you go through the correction time. You get that from the Lord. And he's the one that loves you. And you hear his voice. And you make a better choice. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. So now this choice. What we're working on is my psychology class, which I made payments on for 15 years after college. You still make payments for 15 years after college. You're still making payments, right? You know, it starts off at like $32 a month. Then you get, when you get married, your wife says, you got any bills? Yes, you know, I'm paying on my college. And people nowadays, they say, well, we should forgive all the college debt. I'm said, absolutely not. <laughs> I paid for all of mine. You pay for yours. 
So I'm paying on that for like 15 years, you know, making the payments, right? So I, from some psychology class, and I learned my behavior was more affected by my choice than by my feelings. My emotions make a choice no matter how you feel. And get your choice from his voice. Because if you don't get it from his voice, from the word, then you're going to make some bad choices. And the devil's going to whoop you. Amen. But if you just come to church, say, Lord, go ahead and whoop me. What's that mean? I'm going to make a better choice after the Lord corrects me. Amen. I'm going to make a better choice. For whose sake? Well, don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. I'm doing all right. I already got my whooping. Amen. And so I'd go listen to Dad Hagen when I didn't feel like it, and it cost me a lot of money. And I got corrected almost every time. He just corrected me almost every time because I'd be doing this and say, ah, all right, I'm making that adjustment. Praise the Lord. Thank God for his mercy that gives you time to make that adjustment, you know. And you say, I, I want to make a better choice. Amen. Amen. So he says, will you serve the Lord with gladness? Let's try it again. Come on, because everybody gets tired. You say, I'm tired. Listen, you can be tired and be the garbage collector, or you can be tired and be the CEO. But everybody's tired. So you just be tired and deal with the trash, or you be tired and be the CEO. I just decided I would be tired. And be the CEO. So good. So you tell, yep, I'm tired. <laughs> but you know what? I'm president. Ha! <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm going to get on my own jet. <laughs> but I'm tired. Come on, you can't run your life whether you're tired or not. Amen. It is God that gives power to the faint and to them who have no might. He increases strength. The moment you just act like God is God and he's working in your life, you just show up. Show up and grow up, pay up and then go up. Amen. All right, go back to uh, James chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Y'all learn anything out of this? Praise the Lord. I said, did you learn anything out of this? How many of the Lord can help you move up and move into greater blessing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. All right, y'all got James chapter 1 verse 2? All right, here we go. Joy. Count it all joy. Come on, this this is not easy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. How many believe God's just trying to make you look ridiculous? No, I believe there's a spiritual force in that joy. That when you say, I'm going to count it all joy. In other words, don't feel like it. He said, I'm going through times of adversity and trial. Count it all joy knowing this, the trying of my faith. The trying of my faith. 
In other words, you got sometimes the moments you start making the right choice, bam, something will hit you and you go, what's on here? Well, my faith is on trial right now. Oh, so what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to count it all joy. Knowing this, the trying of my faith works what? Patience. What's patience for? Here's what my daddy said. He said, with God, payday is not always on Friday. All right, let's try it one more time. In other words, people say, well, I'm serving the Lord. They don't look like it's paying off. Well, payday with God's not always on Friday. In other words, he said, God is a rewarder and the payday will come, but it don't always come on Friday. Hmm. So we were having some adversity. Man, we praising the Lord. And I had a dream. In the, in the dream, I dreamed I was eating a payday candy bar. Because I've been giving, I've been tithing, serving the Lord. So I had a dream. I woke up and I thought, hmm, I'm eating payday candy bar. As soon as I woke up, I know it's not the best nutrition. As soon as I woke up, I told Trina, I said, I'm going to the store. She never asked me what for. I said, I'll be back in a minute. I came back, payday candy bar. I ate the payday candy bar. You say, what's that demonstration? <laughs> to let the devil know that God is a rewarder and the payday will come. Come on, you're tithing, you're sowing, you're showing up, you're serving. Come on now, God is not unrighteous to forget that you are serving and you are serving the Lord and he's going to bring a harvest, a reward. Come on, a payday. Don't cast away your confidence. So somebody said, well, how come you're serving at church so much? You say what? If you knew how much I got paid, You really cannot afford me, I'm telling you. Why? God's the rewarder. So you say, my expectation is on God. So how come you keep showing up and serving? I got a great payday coming. I got a great reward coming. Not just when I get to heaven. Right now. So what am I going to do then? Well, I'm just going to count it all joy when I'm facing different kinds of adversity. I'm just going to count it all joy. Amen. Praise the Lord. What's that mean? My action is going to have to change my emotion. Let's try it again. My action is going to have to change my feelings because I cannot feel my way into better behavior. Are to better feelings. I cannot feel my way to change my emotions, but I can act on what? Revelation knowledge. Higher information. Not sense knowledge. Sense knowledge will wreck your life. Revelation knowledge, which is the Word of God. What you're getting from the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. All right, let's finish. Let us count it all joy. Count it all joy. So I went to like 15 years of Dad Hagen's Holy Ghost meetings. Probably cost me a million dollars. Well, it cost me a lot to get there. And then I always bring an offering. Then I always stretch to get more than I was planning. 
So I went home with giver's remorse. And I got home and I'm like, my God, what am I going to do now? But the Lord multiplied my seeds home, got the promises of God out. Amen. He multiplied. So I just kept on increasing. Right? So I went to 15 years of those. So Dad Hagen would talk about joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so I'd go trying to deal with problems, you know, and people and business part. And so I'd just go there and just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I'd just get drunk and laugh. And he'd lay hands on you, slap you on the head, be blessed. Uh-huh. Come on, then I'd give, you know, $50,000. And I'd go, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. One of the meetings I gave 25000 and it was the last 25000 I had. As far as you know, you have a little cushion in your savings account. So I had that. So I said, well, I'm just going to sow it because if, if all I got left 25000 I'm sinking anyhow. So I said, yeah, better be a God. <laughs> the guy I gave it to, he was just, he just, he started crying. I said, you shouldn't be crying. I should be the one crying. <laughs> That was my last 25000 But if money controls your life, all right, here we go again. I don't know why we're doing this again. Look at somebody say, are you here? I mean, why would the Lord be doing this again? Did, did you bring this in here? If money controls your life, Let's try it again. I said, if money controls your life, come on, Luke 16, Jesus said, you cannot serve God in money. He did not say it's between God and the devil. Nobody wants the devil, but you did want the money. So you follow the money, and he said, it'll wreck your life. The God of this world will control you. So you have a few money tests. Boy, I had one right then. I said, well, I ain't serving money. I'm not afraid of a lack of money, and I'm not letting money control me. Boom, get that out of my account right now. Let the devil know you cannot manipulate me with money. Whew, that's a good little rough, little rough test there. And I started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. God's the rewarder. God's bigger than $25,000. That might have been my last. God's bigger than that. So I'm serving the Lord. Right? And the Lord, man, we made it somehow. But a few years later, the Lord said to me, do you remember when you gave it $25,000? I said, I will never forget it. <laughs> Here's what he said to me. He said, that was just a few years ago. He said, now I want you to count up how much money came in since you gave that $25,000. It's $25,000,000. $25,000 sounded pretty big. But I really needed the $25 million. I couldn't have done what the Lord wanted me to do if I was stuck with $25,000. So I'm stuck with $25,000. So the Lord said, now count what happened since you were able to turn loose of that $25 million. Would you rather have the $25 million or $25,000? Well, now you say, <laughs> I'm glad I had $25 million. But then you're like, I'd like to keep $25,000 personally. Y'all still here? So what you're holding on to is you're either serving God or you're serving money. You're following the money. Where am I going to get my money from? I'm looking for the money. Well, the devil will manipulate you and wreck your life through money. Boy, this is good preaching for a young guy like me. 
So I said, I'm going to pass that money test. Sure don't feel like it, but if I can act on the word, it'll change my feelings. And the harvest that came in, God is faithful. God is faithful. Come on, I said, God is faithful. Come on, I ain't following the money. I ain't, I ain't chasing money. I'm going to follow Jesus. And if I get a whooping, I'm going to take my whooping. Come on, we're going to take a lick and keep on ticking. I mean, if he's going to give me a correction, I'm going to take my correction. If I get it from him or get it from the pastor, wherever I get it from, if I don't change my thinking, I'm stuck at this level right here. So I just go to Dad Hagen's meetings and say, well, let's have it. Praise the Lord. Because I'm going to make the adjustments. Well, then the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Ghost, when he hits, it's a lot easier to take your medicine. Because when the Holy Ghost starts moving, man, and the joy of the Lord, and I'm going to count it all joy. Man, I'm going through a tough time, but I know this. The trying of my faith works patience. Woo, and God will turn things around at the right time. Works patience. I let patience have its perfect work. Come on. That means I'm not just going to do something right every once in a while. Come on. You don't, you don't just win every once in a while. Winning is an all-the-time thing. Come on, so you don't just do the right thing every now and then. You just keep doing the right thing, and you believe God will arrange the blessing to come upon your life. You keep doing the right thing. Putting him first. Hallelujah. So he says, count it all joy. Other translations says, count it maximum joy. He said, at the end, at the end, listen now, you're going to be perfect and entire, wanting what? Nothing. In other words, turn to Psalm 126, and I'm going to finish right now. Psalm 126. He said, you'll be perfect and entire wanting what? Nothing. So God's not just going to meet your needs. He's going to give you the dreams and the desires of your heart. Man, one day you'll drive up in front of your house and you'll say, whoo, that looked impossible. Come on, when I got started. You just have to pinch yourself. All right, read Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dreamed. Now, this is one of Dad Hagen's major scriptures in Holy Ghost meetings. And I know he went to heaven, but the Holy Ghost is still here. The Lord turned again. Everybody say he turned it again. Come on, so you might have messed up, but the Lord can turn your captivity again. He turned again the captivity of Zion. We were like those that what? Dream. We were like those that what? Dream. Seem too good to be true. It's like a dream. Amen. We were standing on that property of 30 acres when we were just looking for three, and the Lord gave us the most beautiful piece of property right between our house and the church. And look at it. And I just turned the church over there, and I didn't take nothing. I said, I don't get no salary from the church. I said, you just take the whole thing. And what? said, the Lord will take care of me. So I didn't have nothing. I'm in the Sunday school room on the side. And I paid for all that, millions. I said, I'll launch out. There is a God. See what he'll do for me. Y'all still here? So I was just looking for a little thing, three acres, or I don't need much. We got 30 acres. As soon as we got 30 acres, the Lord said to me, and all those Holy Ghost means while you were laughing, while you were rejoicing, he said, you really were laughing about something. 
I said, now let me get this straight. What did you say? You said in all those meetings while you were rejoicing and laughing, you were really laughing about something. What are you trying to tell me? You're trying to tell me that while I was counting it all joy, rejoicing, serving the Lord with gladness, he said, you really were rejoicing about something. Ah, ah, so what you're saying is I was not just getting happy. All right, let's try it again. In other words, you're not just getting glad in the same britches you got mad in. The moment you act on the word, <clears throat> all the laughing and the joy and the Holy Ghost, the Lord said, I was working on this. Matter of fact, he said, if you would have known what I was working on for you, you would have got so happy you couldn't stand still <laughs> those beats. And all you did was laugh and rejoice and do a little jumping and a little running, right? So he says, we were like those that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. All right, let's try it again. Our mouth was filled with laughter. That means I could not stop laughing. Come on, the reward of the Lord is happening. I could not stop laughing while I was laughing. Woo, God said, I'm arranging your land, your property, your building, your house, your blessing while you are serving the Lord with gladness. <laughs> hey, while you are serving the Lord with gladness. 